listening to The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Call Rob. Anybody. And Dawn at 888-989-9811. Or listen online at radradio.com. I want to thank uh, Maggot AJ, who emailed in. Uh, we're doing the Dr. Rob letter. Now, if we go back to the original premise and if we assume that the uh, letter writer's son, the 20-year-old, is in fact actually so naive and is being scammed, rather than uh. the, the email that came in later uh, that said, well, maybe he's just scamming his mom. Whoa. Uh, but it's a 20-year-old <laughs> uh, who went on a website, dating website, and they started ex- to exchange pictures. And then, uh-oh, the girl's not 18 like the 20-year-old thought. She's 17. And then her dad contacts him and says, well, I'm not going to report you to the police, but give me money. Really? And he starts Come at on. three grand, and then he goes all the way down to $400, oh, and Jesus. the kid pays him, and now dad's uh, back, and he wants $1,800. So if, if, what if, a terrible scammer. If too. any of that, if any of that is, <laughs> yeah, I know. If any of that is remotely <laughs> real, um, and uh, for anybody, because this is a real thing, for, for anybody that has something like this happen to them, uh, AJ sent in, I was looking at during the break, there is a website called Stop Sextortion, extortion with an s you know sextortion stop sextortion.com and they do have a bunch of resources on there and ways to help you and, and talk you down and show you that you're being scammed and of course one way to avoid this and i know this is totally naive and i'm an old man for saying this is to not send pictures to people that you don't know yet Jesus, that you honey, haven't actually on. met in person so that especially pictures uh. of yourself that are sexual in nature. the best things uh. in life are Your best guess and estimate The calculation in Rob Sarah's change With Rob's change With Rob's change With change Caller 18 is Travis. Good morning, Travis. Good morning. Morning. All right, man. If you can put the numbers in the right order, you're going to win that amount in dollars and cents. What's your guess? My guess is $400 even. Oh, simplicity! Okay. Imagine hey. that. You. Oh, oh man. Yeah, yeah, that's what you would do. Uh, that's a that's a legitimate guess. Four hundred dollars, even is just four zero zero dot zero zero, but it is incorrect. So there's either two, four, or seven possible correct answers left. If any of these emailers are right, <laughs> and we will try again at uh, nine thirty uh, this morning. All right, we'll get to some emails here. R A D at radradio.com. Oh yes, this one is from Nate. Hey Nate. So this goes back to uh, Friday morning uh, when we did a quick uh, President Biden update. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go. So as we did throughout uh, the Trump years and the, the, uh, the Obama years, we're bipartisan offenders here. Whenever a president does or says something embarrassing or silly or even if it's an innocent misspeak, we make sure to highlight it. And uh, President Biden last week on Veterans Day, he went off script. Which that is the one thing we have found oh. with Trump and with Biden is always danger territory. Uh, and uh, so you want to run out and tackle him? He decided, <laughs> he decided that he was going to tell a story. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. Pitcher in the Negro leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the. Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. 
Now, as we discussed when we played that on Friday, uh, it, we, it, President Biden, he has a stuttering problem. He is old and he does misspeak a lot. Um, and it is, it's very plausible that he just got ahead of himself thinking of the Negro League, which is, which is where uh, African-Americans had to play baseball before they were integrated into the Major League Baseball. Um, and so he said the, the, the great Negro instead of saying the great satchel page of the Negro Leagues. <sighs> there were multiple problems with that. One, it, it would not be forgiven by the mainstream media had it been Trump. It would have been immediately, see, that's his brain, he's immediately raised. The, yeah. the bigger problem, which I think Queenie was the first to bring up, the bigger problem was, why say the word at all? Yep. You don't have to. A speechwriter never would have put it in there. Uh. You can just say the great man, the great baseball player, Satchel Page. Those were all of the bigger issues. And that is how we presented it on Friday. But that led to this fine email that Nate said, Rob, on Friday. By the way, that clip that I just played is the only clip we have. It's the only one we've played. It's very important to Nate's stupid email. <laughs> On Friday, you played a clip of President Biden using the word Negro. What makes you a right-wing hack? Oh, Jesus. Seriously? Is that you played the same clip Fox News played, which was an edited clip. Why I think you are worse than Fox News Whoa. is Fox showed the video clip, which allows someone watching to recognize it was edited because of a hand movement. Playing it on the radio and your commentary left all listeners with an incorrect impression of the statement Biden made. Fox News walked their editing back and gave a lame apology about being rushed for time. You should offer an apology on Monday. I will, Nate. I apologize for you being so stupid that you walk this earth amongst us. Because that is not what happened. You are correct about the Fox News story. They did edit video of him uh, on uh, Fox and Friends, their morning show on Friday. They played the clip and it was edited so Biden was heard saying that he had, quote, adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. And then they stopped it. And they did go back and they acknowledged it. And I agree. The apology was lame. They said they were short on time. They didn't play. We didn't do that. We played this clip that you just heard. D different different editing. Different area the, that they edited. And there's, Dodo Bird. There's no editing on ours. The only editing is that we our clip is 18 seconds. We started it when he started talking about it. We stopped it when he stopped talking about it. There's no editing. Nothing. You, Nate, are outlandishly misinformed. This is what I was talking about a little bit. When we were talking about this, that's what you bring up. That's your problem. Are you, your true colors have shown. Mm -hmm. There is, Biden could actually say the N word and you will have an excuse for him. It rolls so easily off of his tongue. And I, I will see to you like I did. He grew up in that time where I believe though, that is exactly how they spoke. That age group. That, that, that is the word they would say over and over again, and that's how it was. Now, you would hope with him being politics, he could grow and change with the times, but it rolled way too easily off his tongue. I don't look at it as a fluff, and I, it, just, it was too easy the first time. And then he's, it just it rolled so gently. And I'm not saying he's a racist because of it. I'm just saying that's where you go. You don't even want to question for one minute, well, God, is he racist or is it just he's an old man and that rolls too easily off his tongue because that's what they used to say. You're not even having that conversation. You're having the conversation of just immediately defending, calling Rob a white ring wacko and you don't even get your facts right. Jesus. Well, and also, friend, like <laughs> what editing technique creates words? Uh, what editing yeah. technique makes somebody say a word? 
I, I'm See, really, that, that's I, the thing. He doesn't care about no. the, the fact that he even used the word. No, he doesn't. And, and you should. <laughs> Honestly, this is the president of the United States. And I get there are age groups that grew up a certain way, and it doesn't necessarily make them racist. But when you're in the public eye, and certainly the leader of the gosh damn free world, and secondly, what annoys the most out of me, you, you write, you letter, email her, your email would have been totally different had it been Trump. See, racist pig, Nazi, blah, 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 white supremacist. I mean, completely different. You've shown your true colors. This is exactly what the soapbox uh, is about. The first half of the soapbox this week at radradio.com, which you can listen to it or you can uh, you can read it, uh, discusses how this is what we've become. We've become <sighs> nothing more than political and societal tribists. And what we do <laughs> is we have to first decide, okay, where, where's my tribe? Obviously, he's a lefty. Yeah. Uh, and so I've got to find out what, well, obviously, I'm going to defend Biden. Because I'm I'm in that tribe now I've got to figure out how to do it et cetera et cetera et cetera and so to him I am a right wing hack which will be news to a lot of people who read the soapbox uh, Andrew wrote in and said I just had to say thank you so much for your soapbox I really needed it well that's not the prevailing view believe me because I'm a total woke lib turd according oh, to most people oh wow well because I'm not with the tribe oh, the the, the, tr the tribe uh, the tribe of the right the tribe of the right wing hacks is that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero and he is a victim uh, they're going to do closing arguments today if you're not familiar with the case read or listen to the soapbox uh at radradio.com he's a murderer he won't be found guilty of murder he's going to get off probably scot-free maybe get some lesser charges or whatever but he's a cold-blooded disgusting provably racist human being who should be rotting in hell but hopefully he'll just live a miserable life moving forward that's not right-wing hack material though that's left-wing hack material oh, so okay. apparently i have multiple discipline or multiple personality disorder working today <laughs> Uh, this email is from a, a frustrated person. Says, Rob, thank you for putting into words what honestly very few people are not saying out loud. I'm hoping that there are more people out there who think like you, but I'm struggling to find those people. Those people? You are definitely correct about people not being able to actually have a conversation about any subject without throwing their tribe beliefs at the other person. Uh. Society is so draining anymore, and it's been happening way before COVID. I'm personally feeling like I finally hit the bottom of the curve, and I don't see any good way out. There's part of me that just wants to see it all burn down, and then maybe the fringes of people with common sense and a willingness to fix this would prevail. However, I hold little hope for that. It feels like pushing water uphill, uphill rather, and I feel that people like you are more and more the minority. Parts of me honestly dread raising a young daughter in this mess, and I can only hope she follows my example and makes informed choices and doesn't just hop on a bandwagon. As everything in the past that you would point out and talk about um, on just how we are as a society or just different rights we've given up, how it would happen slowly. Like we, we actually would have had time to turn it around with the slow movement, but we don't. Because it happens so slow and here and there, we don't think it's real. And I think this is one of those examples because I remember 20 years ago, one of my close girlfriends, she is very all of her beliefs would fall right under Republican, except she's also, but she's pro-choice. Um, and she used to get grief back then. Back then. They're like, huh? What? No, 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 no. You cannot be a Republican and pro-choice. What are you doing? But it was here and there that we'd hear that, that kind of stuff. 
I mean, anyone who's listened to this show for a long time, I used to be a lot more liberal, and now I've got both viewpoints if we have to assign because our viewpoints, that's what we do. I just look at them like I'm a human with viewpoints, but everyone puts them in categories. And I remember when I used to have more of a left-leaning, I was anti-American, right? But, <laughs> and, and, and nobody wants to hear that, but it... It little, but it would be here and there, right? We would do that here and there and almost jokingly, but it was actually leading us to where we are right now and we, we didn't stop it. So it makes me think what is happening right now slowly that we're not going to stop, that we're just going to think is, oh, hum, it'll turn around and then bam, slap us in the face 10 years from now. So uh, let's see. Let me go back to, I'm a, uh, I'll be a right wing hack now. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, you know, at least you're making them both happy and, and mad. Yeah. You yeah, know, which equally. I, I, I assume just mad, though, because... because Today. Yes, because the minute you go off the team, you're off the team. You're off the team. And it, it feels like even if then you come around, you go, oh, okay, he's bad. They, they don't really react that way. <laughs> I'm just so bored with this constant assertion that every human being has a thought process that can be divided between two sides of American politics. I know. Like, why can our political uh, views not exist just within the, the polls? Like, why can't we just go vote, do our thing? Oh, elections are coming around. I care about this sort of thing. Boop, boop, boop. This guy's got more views. It has to be your entire soul and being and everything you stand for could be defined and encapsulated by two predetermined categories. And it has to be that those you have to check the box of every single thing within that category. And if you don't, you better make yourself. Yep. We're not even, we're not human when you're doing that. Because you come up with your your core values just because of the person you are and then society assigns that to you and we've allowed society to do so. Oh, okay, I'm on that team. Okay, I'll go, oh, but I go back and forth. Where am I? Oh, we don't have a team. Sorry, you're just going to be wandering around the earth alone. I don't know. You can be fans of both <laughs> teams and cherry pick what you like from each side. That's what I do. Yeah, but you well, but you don't have a place. You don't exactly. have a home. None this is us, your home. That, I thought it was called independent. <laughs> no. That's no. what it used to be. It's oh, okay. what it used to be, yeah, but like, all of us on the show are kind of that way. We have viewpoints yeah. of all. I'm just a human with thoughts. Throw yeah. out a subject and I have oh. a thought about it. That's it. The rest of you put a political... Because I am pro-gun, I guess I'm a Republican. No. I'm just a human who is pro-gun. Okay, I don't mind LGBT. Now I'm a libtard. No, I just don't care what you do in the bedroom. You do you, boo. I don't care. If I was single like, again, oh I'd be God. a human with thoughts every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh I remember when I was younger, I... Um, I was very uh, opinionated in, in a more rambunctious kind of destructive way. And I do remember um, the first time that somebody was like, oh, well, if you don't, because they were like, are you a Democrat or a Republican? And I said, oh, it was an older person. I was like, they're all just douchebags in suits. What's it matter? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you, like you shouldn't be talking about politics. Like if you don't even understand the details and the differences. And I got to tell you to this day. I knowing as much as I know now, whether I want to or not, or just from being around Robin and, and all you guys, like hearing more and more about politics, I still just think they're all douchebags in suits. <laughs> yes, they are. By the way, I, I do love it when twenty-five-year-olds start sentences with "back when I was younger." No, when I was oh like, God. well, when I was smoking behind the dumpster at thirteen. Yeah, I've lived a bit. Thirteen. <laughs> Queenie was there. Something happened this weekend. She was over for dinner, and um, there was like God kids, and and she was there, and like. Um, so I'm going through this thing that I realize 
older women that I used to work with were probably going through as well, where you reach a certain age and you, you're like trying to figure out when do I shut up and when do I say something? Because we all go on the journey of being young and you and you try and monitor that and you don't want to laugh at everything because you were there too and la 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 la. And it just came out and I couldn't help <laughs> they all of them. They were all talking about life and how it'll be and 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 oh there's not much change between this age and that and I just couldn't and I just started laughing all isn't this cute? <laughs> and they and I'm like, oh crap, I did. I and I said it just like that and they all stop and look at me. I'm like Y'all haven't even been at those ages, but you know, all this is so cute. And because all of them have such respect for elders, I know they wanted to say, shut up, you old bitch. But instead, they just kind of smiled. And I'm like, uh, maybe that was one of those moments where I just laugh on the inside. Mm -hmm. you know? And they did say all that later when you went to bed. Of course yeah, they did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Queenie? No, <laughs> All right, let me be, let me be a, a right-wing hack again oh, uh, because uh, this is the kind of thing that makes you roll your eyes and, and, and go, stop it. You're demeaning the legitimacy of the, of the existence of this thing. But my God, if the left will not stop playing the goddamn race card at every uh. single thing, I'm going to scream. You know the supply chain problems? Mm-hmm. It's because truckers are racist. Wow. Oh. What? An MSNBC oh, host named Tiffany God. Cross, who is black, said on Sunday that the trucking industry is predominantly made up of white male truckers who voted for former President Trump, and that's the problem. Quote, what? this is an industry populated by a lot of white men over the age of 55. This group of people overwhelmingly voted for Trump. Some people have talked about aggressive truck drivers cutting them off or not being helpful. So obviously, the more populated the industry would be with people of color, you'll see less of that, end quote. Huh? Well, there's a racist statement. Wow. Right away, uh, uh, white people, middle-aged white men, who you can always pick on. They're the worst drivers on the road. If we could just get a few more people of color. Be this is so infuriating uh, yeah, to me. Uh, it deme This is what makes white people in America want to recoil. And every single time there's a legitimate issue, they go, oh, there they go again. And, and I, I just, <sighs> here's an industry God. that doesn't get a lot of accolades. And, you know, they keep America moving. And so they already get enough grief out on the road. And now you're going to be like that to them? Oh, my God. Well, and it's a little silly that we're very quick to oh. stretch and taffy pull reality to try to pretend like there's some <laughs> racism epidemic in the trucking industry. But the president literally said the N-word <laughs> twice and no one has a problem. Yeah. By the way, yep. uh, she cited statistics from the Bureau of Labor that show that 77% of truck drivers are white and 17% identify as black or African-American. So while the 77% number is slightly inflated compared to the American population, that's the exact right number of African-American men working within the industry based on their percentage of the population. It's ridiculous. And, and I know that's old news, but I, I, I just, and I'll never say your names out loud. I wouldn't do that to you. I, I'm popping so many white men in my head right now that voted for Trump that are the farthest thing from being racist. Gee, you know what I'm doing? I'm I mean, popping a whole bunch of, of middle-aged white men that didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> right? There's that too. How about that? Oh my God. All right, now I'm going to go be a, a left-wing hack. Michael Flynn. <laughs> uh, you may remember that name. He was Donald Trump's former national security advisor. One of the things that I mentioned in uh, the, in the soapbox is that uh, both of these both of these p positions, whether it's political or societal, 
have abandoned all of their principles when it suits them. The example I use is the conservative right, like with the Kyle Rittenhauer case, has just completely, Rittenhouse, sorry, has completely abandoned law and order. Right? They're the law and order party. But hey, a vigilante who's going after those hoodlums who are protesting for Black Lives Matters, he's okay. He's one of us. We'll disregard law and order entirely and support him. Here's another great one. The Republican Party and conservatives in general, they have been preaching to us for five decades of my lifetime that they are the party of the Constitution. Yeah. They are the party of what we call strict Constitution. It is not a living document. It is it, you, you, you read it and you literally follow it. The First Amendment. I will just read the very first seven words of the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Congress cannot respect the establishment. In other words, you cannot create a religion nationally. That is the very first few words oh, yeah, of the that's, that's good. because it's all freedom of religion, yes, right? God. Okay. Yes. Michael Flynn, Donald Trump's former national security advisor, is embarked on the Reawaken America speaking tour. So you can go if you like uh, uh, the policies of Trump and Michael Flynn and go listen to him speak. And he yesterday called on America to have just one religion. What? Quote. <laughs> If we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion. What? One no. nation under God and one religion under God, Flynn no. said, speaking at the event in San Antonio, Texas, to oh. raucous cheers. Oh, Jesus, God, that's frightening. Flynn is an avowed Christian, and obviously we need to immediately make Christianity the national religion of the no. United States because that's the exact opposite of what the First Amendment says. No, no, I'm a Christian, and I say no to that. <sighs> I, I don't need my religion being the official religion. I don't need there to be I'm an American, so I want there to be lots of religions. Whoa, the, all, the, all of the immigrants from years gone by that came here because of religious persecution in their own countries must be dying right now. They must be like, what the hell is happening? I, th that is, oh my God, we're America. What are you talking about? We have literally become on both sides. The left and the right, you're not even American anymore. I don't know what your countries are, but you're not American. It is it is oh astounding to, to watch. All right, uh, switching gears just slightly. We got this email over the weekend from Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. Says, as this week unfolded, we were inundated with articles about Paris Hilton's lavish multi-day wedding celebration in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes! And we were told about Governor Gavin Newsom's presence at a lavish wedding for the Getty family in San Francisco. Nah, I care less about that. L.A. and San Francisco, the two... Two places with some of the strictest COVID mandates. L.A. for sure. I can't even get a goddamn coffee without showing my Vax card. I love the rich and the famous, and I give them zero grief for their privilege. But that said, seeing photos of these two events, no one in mass and no social distancing, why are us peasants being forced to follow all these rules while they aren't? Mm -hmm. I got my Vax card checked all over the place in L.A. and was still required to wear a mask indoors. Mind you, there is no negative COVID test option in L.A., meaning everyone inside is effing vaxxed. Places like the Los Angeles County Museum of Art literally have a mask enforcer yelling at people if they dare to take their masks off to take a quick selfie. Jesus. Apparently the rich and famous are immune to COVID. Eh, it's not so much that. We've seen this over the last many months, you know, the French laundry thing and all that. There, there's multiple answers to that. One, 
they're they're not they're not afraid of COVID because they know the statistics and they understand that you have a 99.95% chance of survival if you get it anyways. And if you're vaccinated, which they all are, you have a 99.999% chance of not winding up in the hospital if you get COVID. And more than that, they know and they have shown us over and over again with their behavior that the masks are meaningless. They don't do anything and they're not about to... To, to be um, uh, dis, uh, to be uncomfortable for when they know that it does absolutely nothing. And then there's the third obvious thing. They kind of go in tandem. The, the peasants do it because, A, we are a very cowardly society. Yep. And, B, no one's going to say anything to them. They're, 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 the security guard at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art is not going to tell Governor Newsom to put his mask on. And no one at these events is going to tell them. So it, it, it's it's the it's the inevitable hypocrisy that you're going to continue to be infuriated by. Yeah, but see the other thing too that that's missing here is you get to see those because they're they're put on camera and they're put on in the media. But there are, I mean, so what what I'm hearing this person say is that there aren't people that. I, I remember when it was supposed to be. I remember Rob going over how locked down all of Southern California was. <laughs> and my sister-in-law, and he was going through all the rules and people were, um, you would also see them on the news talking about it and being upset by it. And my sister-in-law was still hell-bent on going there to some of the beaches. And I'm like, you're gonna have the worst time. They didn't wear masks once. They were totally fine and nothing happened. You're just not seeing that. So yes, the celebrities get highlighted and it's infuriating. It's I'm not infuriated at the Paris Hilton ones. They're just people with money. And they happen to be famous. I get upset at the politicians because they're the ones saying wear the mask and then you see them with no mask. Right. Because they also know there are plenty of other families you're just never going to see that are doing the same stuff. And we've also so, got, had the endless I, stories from both L.A. and San Francisco where it's also business-based. There are a lot of businesses that are not checking vaccine cards yeah. and they are not enforcing things. Right. And so now, look, apparently if you want to go to the Los Angeles Museum of Art, you're going to have to, you're going to get yelled at. Yeah. I would just not go. It's not that important to me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because, because you can, there's lots of places you can just walk around and not abide by these rules and nobody will say anything to you either. Well, and plus it's like, I don't think that it is a, a lifestyles of the rich and famous thing to find spaces where you can have a good time in the way that you want to have a good time. Yes, there is financial access to maybe pick nicer places. But I mean, last summer I was out doing same thing, no mask, right. having yeah. fun inside places. Right, that was summer. We were we were doing super spreader events oh last my, summer. And, and we were at a huge resort. Yeah. Nobody had masks. We're just we. It, it, it could have been a huge wedding every single day. That's what it looked like at this resort. So I mean, but you didn't see that because why would they be filming that and put it on the news? Nobody there's famous. And remember, this is not just an American flu. I know that's what a lot of us think for some reason. It's a pandemic, and hundreds of Dutch protesters had a water cannon turned on them by police over the weekend after they objected to the return of lockdown in the Netherlands as COVID cases continue to soar. Later that evening, after flares, projectiles, and bicycles were thrown at police, oh my there's a lot of them God. out there. <laughs> Officers were seen hitting, <laughs> fleeing demonstrators with batons as the protest descended into chaos. It shows people will always find a weapon, though. Although, <laughs> although deaths remain low... The Netherlands recorded their highest ever daily infection count positive COVID cases on Friday. Cases. 
Death's low. Lock yeah. it down. Uh. Um, the uh, restrictions that Dutch people had thought had ended for good were reimposed for three weeks. By the way, one little tidbit they put at the very bottom of the story that made my eyebrow raise. Remember we, we were talking about how we are about a week away from being where the United Kingdom was a month ago, where they were soaring in cases, and then Israel was soaring in cases, and here comes your dark winter, and, and we can always follow by 30 days what will happen here. And we've started to see cases tick up, tick up, tick up in America. Cases, case hospitalizations way down, deaths way down. United Kingdom didn't do anything. They just said, we're here to live with the virus, et cetera. Cases are dropping in the United Kingdom. So what we may get in the United States is we may get like two weeks of total panic, like say Thanksgiving week and the week after, and then cases will start to plummet again if we follow the United Kingdom. And we're gonna just keep doing this to ourselves, endlessly, over cases. There is this, long story short. I doubt that. So back when <laughs> Oprah, Google it, kids, she used to have a talk show. It was amazing. That is the one thing she did amazingly. I hate her for stopping that show. Anyway. And she's suffering uh, <laughs> greatly because Dawn hates her. <laughs> but she had this doctor on a million years ago, and she's got this clinic on the East Coast, and it helps women with hormones, and she's got, and it's accessible to anyone. Anyone can get online and order it. Um, people will sometimes go there and th that live in the area, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just got an email from them because I still get these hormone pills from them. And they're like talking about Thanksgiving and how it's our first one since 2020 when it was locked down <laughs> and still listing like all these rules. And then what the CDC says that we're all still going to come together, but you still need to do this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're out of your mind. I'm going to cancel these hormones <laughs> if this is the agenda you're pushing. Wow. I will find it somewhere else. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm really not. Yeah, I really that like that. Seems a little self-defeating. Yeah, yeah, in the moment, you know, you just start getting your ears up. And then I'm like, no, I really do like your stuff. But what are you doing here? This is stupid. All right, let's play the pressure cooker. <laughs> uh, the pressure cooker is brought to you by GranitePayAllergy.com. Dr. Patel will be in studio with us again this Wednesday Yay! morning uh, to discuss winter allergies, amongst other things. you got questions, you can email us, uh, rad at radradio.com. All right, get this. We've got a $50 gift card to fire up eSports Lounge Chuck in Roseville. All ages, moms and dads can take the kids. You can have beer, Chardonnay in the lounge while your kids are playing. You can play with them. They've got escape pods that are great for date nights, private rooms for parties, whether birthday, bachelor, or anything in between. They are online at fireup.gg. Now, if you win the $50 gift card, you are also qualified for the grand prize drawing for some Christmas cash that we're doing at the end of the month. Nice. On November 30th, uh, one of you will win $500 cash. Damn. Nice. And you don't even have to do that whole annoying listen to win, call us back oh, thing. We're no just gonna, forced listening. That's amazing. Give you the money. Right. We don't have to do forced listening because we're so popular as it yeah, is. Yes. Uh, rules and details are at radradio.com. For the pressure cooker, it's our daily trivia game. We play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.